Today is Thankful Thursday. It actually is Thursday, Dylan. <laughs> I had to we think it. about it. I know. I had to think about it. Um, week has kind of gone by crazy. Just fast. Yeah. Well, we were talking yesterday and he he's lucky because he was thinking it was Tuesday, but it was actually Wednesday. Oh, that's and I nice. I was like, no, I knew it was Wednesday, but it felt like a Thursday. And I had that oh, last that's, week too. That's so awful. I was like, I have like two Thursdays. Yeah. Well, now it, <laughs> so now it really, really feels like Thursday. <laughs> now that I'm here, I'm like, oh, it's oh, yeah. so Thursday. <laughs> Tomorrow yes. is definitely Friday. <laughs> so Yay. Yay feeling, feeling good about that. I'll say that much. Um, I know that we discussed it briefly in the morning show, but we have uh, magic nights with all my all my uh, or my friends. I guess I say my roommate. And he actually he we tried to get him into it, and he was like, "No, dude, I know the second I step into that, I'm going to get way too into it." So I can't. Do it. <laughs> I'll I never like, come okay. back. <laughs> like fair enough. Um, so usually we do that today, but my brother actually has one of his la- or his last soccer game tonight as Aww. a high school student. So I'm gonna go watch him play. I have to forego. What uh, he goes to Brewer High School in um, in White Settlement. Huh. So, yeah. Yeah, it's but, just that time of year. I know Riley has to go pick up her cap and gown oh my and announcements today How at you lunch. So yeah, if if I'm crying this afternoon, y'all know why. Because once she gives me the official announcement, like then it. I mean, it's, it's like done. Real, real. I, obviously, she's been out of school since December, but. Right. It just makes it real, real. Like, it doesn't feel official. final until the yeah, very Yeah, like the yeah. cap and the gown and the tassel. And the, oh, yeah. Is she going to have graduation pictures done? Uh, yes. I have to take them <laughs> at some point. That was Oh, yeah, because you're, yes. you're really yeah, good at she that. Wants me to say, that's been the plan. And I keep telling her, um, we're kind of running out of time. Yeah. I need to get announcements ordered. And, you know, there's Stuff. things I need to do. So she wants to maybe try this weekend, depending on the weather. So mm. the sun's out. Do you do out, photography? Yeah, she's excellent. Wow, cool. She takes excellent pictures. I don't know. She's got the eye. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. So hopefully I can save myself a little bit of money. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So we'll see how that turns out. That's exciting. Oh, my gosh. And then I guess it's pretty exciting for your family, too, because it's, I guess, the baby of the family. Yeah. No, yeah. I just have the one brother. They're they're excited. My mom. My brother's uh, different than I am, for sure. Um, How so, so? I'm a little bit more subdued. He is not. He, he is a very... More agrar- he's the second child and the he baby. He is the second. He is the little baby. Yeah, he What's has, the word? Egregarious? Egregarious, thank you. Yes. He has trouble making decisions on his own and being able to follow through with things like that. He's getting better about it. He's actually going to be going to a maritime academy in at AM Galveston. So he's oh, going wow. to be doing like ship engineer stuff. He's going to be Cadet him. Holland. I and love it. They're going to shave his head. It's <laughs> going to be awesome. wonderful. It's going to be so good. Good. Um, so Sounds like he could benefit from some leadership. He yeah. could definitely benefit from some leadership. And what a good segue because today's topic is leadership. It is. It is leadership. You know, we've talked about communication. We've talked about relationships. We've talked about, you know, our culture and and kind of a good, you know, extension of that is leadership and a really interesting statistic. And I think it's um, I don't know that they've updated this statistic, but in 2017, they did a, a Gallup poll of one million employed U.S. workers. Also, it was 75 percent of them said that they left their company because of the people, not the job itself. And, and that's all the more reason to support this idea of relationships, communication, 
and a positive culture. And so, you know, when we talk about leadership, I'm not talking about just like management. That's obviously something that most people automatically go to. But I feel like in transportation, specifically in our industry, every single person impacts the overall company. And so I feel like every single person has to have that leadership mindset in order to be able to, for the company to be successful. And so when we talk about leadership, I I want us, I stress this to every single person. Um, It doesn't matter the role. I'm talking drivers. I'm talking office. I'm trying, you know, every single person within the company should use these leadership qualities to further the company. I agree. Because I think, like you said, it doesn't matter what your position, your title, your role is. Everybody can make a difference in somebody and it just takes one. Mm -hmm. So you can choose to, you know, be a mentor to somebody and be that one positive light for one person. And you don't know what kind of difference you're making. Like you said, they leave not necessarily managers, but, you know, a company and it's because of the people in their environment that they're in. So Mm -hmm. it could just be your coworker. It's not that they didn't like the manager per se. It could just be the everyday environment because this coworker's, you know, always down or always late or or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, when you're around that all day long, you want to change that because most people, when they leave a job, don't change the occupation or their industry because you're usually going to go back to what you know. So they're going to stay in the same role. So it wasn't the job. Right. It it was their surroundings and the people they're around. So Absolutely. if you can, you know, just choose to find one person that, you know, you could kind of mentor or lead and go from that. And if everybody does that for somebody else, then everyone's always learning and growing. Yeah. So how would one go about kind of locating those people who you think need mentorship and bringing them up to I guess what they believe to be a healthier and more positive standpoint with not only the company, but also the people around them. I think it's kind of from someone, you know, it can be anyone that you've got a connection with and it doesn't even necessarily have to be somebody that's beneath you per se. And I don't mean to say like beneath you, but, you know, like in the the hierarchy, hierarchy, you could actually mentor somebody that is a supervisor or manager because it could just be from the things that, you know, so it's not necessarily that anybody smarter than them, although a lot of times they do say, you know, you want your employees to be smarter uh-huh. than you. As a manager, I will tell you, I always hire people that are smarter than me because that's the best way to grow your team. Well, I kind of see it as like relating it back to being a parent. Like you want your kids to do better than yes. you and you want them to be smarter than you. And I would never be offended or intimidated by that. Like to me, that means I did a good job. Yeah. Like, okay, good. They are able to move forward. And same thing, whatever role you're in, the person that's before you should be doing that for you as well. So then everyone always has somewhere to go. And there's this idea of servant leadership. I'm sure you've heard me talk about that before. But when you talk about servant leadership, obviously, servant is the first part of that. And that means that you are there to support others, but you're supporting them in a in a way that is positive. We're all in the transportation industry to serve others. I mean, that's uh, that's kind of a, I feel like a, a characteristic of the transportation industry. Yes. And so if each person has that mindset of servant leadership and doing what's right and doing what what is best for the team, for the company and for others, you're going to create that environment naturally. It doesn't, it, you don't have to do a lot of work 
into that. Obviously, it takes a lot of work to use those characteristics, but I really think if you have that mindset and each person, a good chunk of those has that mindset, then you're less likely to have those retention issues. I think there was a quote by Richard Branson that said, respect is how you treat everyone, not just those you want to impress. And so if we, and we've talked about it before, if you have this mutual respect for others, regardless of their position, you create a naturally positive environment because you're going to, um, you're going to get what you give. Yes. And a lot of times we say the word leadership and we always end up thinking of one person or one entity, I guess, who is just in charge and who is the leader. But leadership is something that changes through every group and every relationship that you have. Absolutely. And it bounces around quite a bit. So don't feel just because you don't consider yourself somebody who is in charge, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. or an ambassador of something or representative of an idea that you can't be a leader to somebody else or Mm -hmm. that Exactly. That can't change even mid conversation. Um, A lot of that has to do with, you know, bouncing between different powers. And I know that that's kind of a taboo word, but I don't mean power in the sense of I have power over you. I just mean (laughs) like almost like an information exchange. Yes. So if you, for example, let's go back to when we were talking about hiring people on who are going to be smarter than you. So you are hiring them because they have expert power over you. They have expertise in a certain area that you don't have, so they can take leadership for you in different areas where you can't. And so I think it's important to see where other people can lead in areas that you can't and then coach them or maybe not coach them, but just inspire them to bring out their own leadership in others as well. And then that just kind of spider webs throughout the entire company, or you can even put that into your interpersonal relationships and it'll spider out there as well. It's just all about bringing that out in somebody else. Yes. And it also doesn't even depend on how long you've been somewhere. You know, somebody that just started and is on day one can take on that leadership role and have that same kind of power over anyone as someone that's been here five or 10 years. You know, the tenure doesn't necessarily matter. It's what you can bring to that role and what you can give to other people and the knowledge that you bring with you. And I think when we talk about leaders, I'm I'm talking about people in general. All great leaders know exactly how to activate the talent and the experience that's around them. So even if you're not, quote unquote, in a manager role, you know, specifically, you know, our customer service reps and our, our DMs, even our drivers, they can influence those around them yes. and exercise and build off of their experiences mm-hmm. in order to make the team and the company as a whole better. And that is that is leadership. Yes. That is the basis of what that means, at least to me. Yeah, I think they have a bigger impact than they realize. Yes. Even just like last week when we were talking about um, your producer role. And you're like, well, I don't really know that. I, But you do make a difference, you know, and that was evident in an email that we received and, uh-huh. you know, just different things that everyone's role is important. And no, no one person is more important than the other. Your role is always going to be important regardless of what it is, because it leads in a different way than somebody else's role. You're never going to be pointing the same way as somebody else because you're achieving different goals, even if they're somewhat similar. So if you're a local driver and you're going certain places and we have another local driver, sure, you guys are both local drivers, but you're both leading in different ways in that area. And mm-hmm. so that is important regardless. 
What do you guys think are kind of some ways that drivers can see it in themselves or make it a little bit easier to take on that leadership role? I know it's kind of a hard thing to walk up to, but what do you guys (laughs) think that we can do to... I think inspired that. You know, Rick talked about that a l- briefly this morning about how we do have a new generation of drivers coming in, and so it is up to our experienced and veteran drivers to really take on that leadership role to mentor those new drivers. Um, I feel like we do that pretty well within the company. We do have a l- quite a few drivers that really take on that, rather than meant to or not. You know, they just naturally are leaders within the 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 fleet. And they do take on that responsibility to lead other drivers in a positive manner. Again, encouraging safety, making sure that it's down to that core of who we are, being safe, communicate and try to be on time. You know, those are all things that they do every single day to lead. And it may not necessarily mean that they're in a quote unquote management role, but they're taking on that leadership and that ownership of I'm going to do my part to make it better. And I think it's important on the opposite side of that to be open to that, because like you said, some people are just natural born leaders. You're always going to find people that just naturally do that. And that doesn't mean that they're trying to assert power over you or say, I know more than you do. It's they're genuinely just trying to help. you. They're naturally influential. Yes. And so on the other side of that, don't take it personal if somebody's saying something to you or trying to give you some guidance or assistance. It's not a personal attack as, you know, you don't know what you're doing. Let me show you you how to do it the right way. It really is just they see an opportunity to, oh, maybe I could help them in this situation. And then I think everyone wins that way if you're open to it and you don't take it personally or get offended by it. Well, and I think, you know, this happens, I believe, between the two of us and, and, you know, HR and the department. Each person, Cynthia, you, me, all bring a different viewpoint into the day-to-day. And so there are plenty of times where you see something I don't, or Cynthia sees something, you know, I don't, or I see something Cynthia doesn't see and vice versa. You know, there's a lot of, there's a balance that comes with that. And we all take a leadership role in a variety of capacities. And so, but we're also a really open team. Like, you know, we take ownership of it as a whole and help each other out in that way. Um, we kind of know our tasks that we do at on a normal basis. But I also know that if you're swamped with X, Y, and Z, I need to pick up on the other side of that. And we lead in different ways and lead in different times and periods and different bases. Yes. And I, I think that's across the board everywhere within the company. Each person brings their talent and their experiences in a different manner. They may be in the same role, but they're bringing a different experience with them. Mm -hmm. I know we're talking about bringing in expertise and being able to have those second eyes on things. And you mentioned earlier that part of that success is being open and allowing yourself to be open for really anything, criticism, uh, disclosure, anything at all. And so some people have trouble with that. A lot of people do have trouble opening themselves up and still have these qualities that are great and bring a lot of things to the table, but just can't exactly open up. What are some steps you guys think someone could take who maybe isn't as comfortable immediately opening themselves up in order to, well, open themselves up and allow (laughs) either self-disclosure to feel closer or constructive criticism in order to grow a little bit in their skill set? That one is always a hard one because it really depends on the person. That's a really individualized 
thing. And so each person has to be self-aware. We've talked about that before. They have to be able to know what their strengths and weaknesses are and have a realistic view of that and be able to, in their own time, go to maybe a coworker that they trust, um, a manager that they trust, uh, somebody that they're comfortable talking to first and saying, hey, I really would like to be better Can you help me with that? Can you tell me some things that you see that maybe I don't see? Here's where I think my strengths and weaknesses are. What do you think? You know, a third party view is so helpful in those in those times. Mm -hmm. And especially if you understand this is only to make me better. But if they're not there yet and they don't have that mindset, that will be a, a challenge. And that's. Yep. That's, I think this is why we work so well together, because that's exactly what I was going to say. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It doesn't have to be somebody in your department that you're necessarily looking yes. to for that. It can be anybody in the company. Find someone that you connect with. And I think that's always going to be the base of and everything. the beginning of anything. You have to find someone you're comfortable going to and then open that dialogue. As you said, just start saying, you know, this is kind of what I would like to do. But I feel like maybe anytime I say this. They say this and then that other person can say because they are on the outside of it. Well, maybe look at it from this viewpoint. Mm -hmm. You know, this is where they're coming from. Don't take it so personally, you know, maybe have a conversation and not have it be on paper so that you understand (laughs) the dialect and how they're coming across and how they mean it. And, you know, and then they can also be impartial and help you open up your eyes to maybe how you're responding when you shouldn't be responding that way. Mm -hmm. Mm. But yeah, find someone did that you can talk to. Yeah, I like that answer. I think that's a good way is just forming that trust with somebody mm-hmm. else and being able to like. It's hard just, to be vulnerable. It, yeah. is, it, is, it is difficult. It's something you really have to try to do. You really have to put in the effort. And a lot of that kind of comes with sitting down with yourself and allowing yourself to mm-hmm. ask yourself those tough questions, mm-hmm. either about yourself, about your personality. Like you said, your strengths and weaknesses. I think a lot of times we tend to overestimate our weaknesses and undervalue our strengths. And so it's, I mean, obviously we have- That's human nature. Yes, that's human nature. And we have outliers in that, of course. Some people are just like, no, I'm good at everything. (laughs) (laughs) But but for the most part, we tend to underwhelm ourselves a little bit. And I think you really have to sit down and reserve judgment from yourself for a little bit in order to have those conversations. Because until you can be open with yourself, you can't be open with anybody else. You have to sit down and be honest with yourself, whether that is with things you enjoy, kind of your personality traits. Are you following other people's footsteps or are you Mm -hmm. making decisions for yourself? And I think until you can create that openness and that open dialogue within yourself, you can't necessarily do that with other people because it's always going to be reserved. And separating the personal from the business. Yes, I think that's a really hard thing. And I feel that most people in their lifetime have struggled with that. There are some people that can always just separate the two. It doesn't bother them. They don't take anything personal. But I feel like the majority of people do take things personally. They have moments. And you have to realize that that's not what it is in the workplace. You know, not that it can't be, but the majority of the time, you know, it's almost like, wanting a raise and not, you know, being scared and not wanting to go in and ask for that raise or whatever. Well, at the end of the day, what's the worst that's going to happen? They tell you no. Okay, you didn't get the raise. That kind of stinks. But it wasn't a personal attack. It's not like, you know, it's not going to change your, you know, everyday life. It's not horrible. It's not because you did something wrong. 
It's just learning to be able to go in there and speak up for yourself from a business standpoint and, you know, not take it as a personal attack on yourself. And one of the things that, of course, drive safe, Dave, (laughs) you distracted me. Anytime somebody walks by that window, I I don't know how they do it in the morning because I'm sure there's a million people that walk by that window. And there's people that will come in and knock on the window and like point. And it's like, what do you want to say? I can't do that. I can't. I'm I'm terrible. You know, one of the things that that goes back to having that leadership quality of ownership and accountability and trust, all of those things in yourself as well as others. The really good leaders are passionate about those around them. So, you know, although it really does start, like you said, Dylan, it starts with you, but then looking outside and those around you, how are they responding to you? How are you supporting the team? Um, Are you bringing your strengths to the team? And understanding that and making sure that you are really putting yourself out there and like the word used vulnerable and um, because that's the only way that you're going to create and help create that culture one of the the things that you can do is owning your own work but then allowing others to own theirs trusting in others to own their yes. their work for example, with our um, our DMs, you know, developing that relationship with the drivers and trusting them and vice versa, the drivers developing that relationship with their DMs and trusting them. All of those things are part of leadership. And we have this traditional mindset of leadership and you walk in and you lead the room. It's not just about that. It's about mm-hmm. leading in your role and giving that to the community. Yes. Leadership, in (laughs) my opinion, is less of a standing in the front of the room and let's get it done, guys, and more of a walking into a room as part of the group and then just helping trim the edges. It's never necessarily, here's the idea, here's what we're doing, go for it. It's, here's what we have to do, what do you guys think we should do about it, let's gather some ideas and then measure together what the best one would be. Let's go through a process of eliminating the other answers and see what best fits everybody's strengths in order to get to this goal more efficiently. Yeah, again, it's about being a team. It's about being a team. Um, yeah. it, I don't know if you've seen, you've probably seen it before. It makes me think of it's this story about um, okay, say you've got a hundred students in a school and their names were each written on a balloon and they threw them all into the hallway. And so there's a hundred balloons. And so the teacher says, "Okay, we're going to go out there. I need everyone to find their balloon. So they go out there. And of course, at first they start and everyone's just looking for their name because they're about themselves like it's a me, me, me. Well, eventually one student finds one and then finds the person that it belongs to. And that starts catching on. And within just a couple of minutes, everyone has their balloon because it became a team mindset. And instead of what can I do for me and find my balloon, it was, oh, okay, Sarah, here's your balloon. And then Sarah, whoever she had, gave to the next person. And then you knock it out. So it's always about teamwork. Absolutely. Impressive for that first person. Right? (laughs) Yeah, that's actually a pretty cool, I I like that connection there with the balloons. 
I think our our driver managers play a really big leadership role within the company. You know, they they are the first line of supporting our drivers and each particular fleet. You know, that DM is taking ownership of their fleet and, and guiding their drivers and supporting their drivers. It really when you're a leader, you are supporting others. You are responsible for other people. And so they do a really good job of that and fighting for their drivers and making yes. sure that they get everything that they need as far as their home time. And, and if they have a problem, who is the per- first person they're calling? You know, again, developing that relationship and that trust. The same goes for our customer service reps. They're speaking on behalf of their customer and making sure that they're taking care of them and and leading the charge, you know, and being the, the voice for them. Being a leader is about having that voice. And every single person in every single role within the company has that voice, has a leader's voice that can make a difference. As we're all aware, every single position creates a ripple effect. You know, every action creates a reaction or a consequence. Equal, that's like Newton's third law, I think. Equal I was going to say, wait. Reaction. Oh, yes. Don't get me an Hold on. Uh, Every action <laughs> requires an equal and opposite reaction, reaction. I think. Yeah. I don't know if that's actually the third. It could be one. I know there's a handful. <laughs> I was not a science major. It, it's better than the TV show I watched last night where the lady said that there were nine commandments. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, that's really? pretty like oh. base set in stone, right? right? Where it's like, like ten commandments. Literally, like, that's literally even, set in stone. You don't even have to be religious for that to be a well-known <laughs> thing like think. people just people just oh, say it to that poor, I know. that's oh. one of those bless your heart yes oh bless your heart <laughs> oh, bless, bless, that's such a southern thing too it's like it oh bless your, bless your heart bless like, your, oh man oh <laughs> well I, yeah but i had read something that going back to the leadership went well with exactly what you were saying and it had said leadership isn't about being in charge it's about taking care of those in your charge Yes. And so I thought, oh, that that's a perfect good one. what you were saying. I did find this really cool leadership page on LinkedIn, and they always put out this information that's really, really great. Um, and it's just a developmental page. Like, they always put out stuff to help you kind of get vision and continue that thought process of improving um, as a leader. And there's 13 most important tips for becoming a great leader. Encourage others to grow. Again, you're supporting others. Uh, lead by example. Many of you have probably seen that meme where it has two types of leaders and one is cracking the whip, you know, telling the team to do, do what they need to do. And there's one where they're leading the like team, the you know, they're in the mm-hmm. trenches with them. So leading by example, um, showing how it could be for others. And that's not just in management. That's every single role. I want to be like that person. You know, they're really great in this area. I want to mimic them. Increase your emotional intelligence. That's a big one because being empathetic and aware of others and their emotions is really critical to identifying what's going on and evaluating the the environment. Developing, keep developing yourself. Obviously, you never stop learning. You have to continue to grow and continue to move forward. You know, I have about, I haven't done the math, but a few years of experience, couple, and it's been a long time coming and I finally broke down and I'm taking my senior certification test and um, I'm pretty excited about that but that's it's continually learning and growing and I'm studying for that and you know it's a couple of reminders that oh yeah I forgot about that I haven't used that in a while you know the different areas that I need to go back to and develop so it's continuing to develop yourself in your own role uh, regardless of what that role is learn from your mistakes find a mentor understand your own motivation 
engage in honest, open communication, like what we were talking about. Keep a positive attitude. That's a big one. You know, if you have that positive attitude, you can overcome and you can see the other side of a challenge. It really does impact your ability to have a good outcome. Care about others on your team. So, uh, you know, really embracing everyone's diversity and what they bring to the team. If you have a respect for every single person, regardless of your personal feelings or any other aspects, if you have a just respect for everyone and their contributions, um, it really does make for a better environment. And then empowering others and last practice empathy, constantly practicing that is, Mm -hmm. is key. So. Those are just some, I thought those were, I thought those were good, really good. good tips. Well, I think we come to the end of today. Um, we appreciate everyone um, joining us for the leadership talk today. I challenge each and every one of you to find a moment at some point during the next week where you can um, inspire others and influence others. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.